do we want to start? I feel like I'm in an interview. Yeah, it kind of is a little bit of an interview. I already had an interview today. Gosh. <laughs> How'd they go? I think it went pretty good. Um, they did tell me that obviously I have like the least amount of experience. That's okay. All of their applicants. But they mentioned that they've always done the first Zoom interview and then the in-person interview. Mm. I didn't get a Zoom interview. They were really? like, we saw your cover letter. I made my cover letter really, really funny because it's a brewery. Okay. So I made it like really funny and all jokes and giggles and stuff. And they were like, we saw your cover letter and we just wanted to meet you. And so they just did my first interview as an in-person one. Um, I talked to them for an hour and a half. They yeah. gave me the whole tour of the entire How long was brewery. it supposed to be? Was it supposed it to be? It was supposed to be like 45 minutes. Yup. Yeah, they and want then you. it was also a panel, which I've never done a panel interview. Like that. I was like not prepared at all. Because yeah. I was like, oh, first interview, it's going to be easy, something fun, you know. No, it was a panel and they were like drilling me. Was it like the hiring manager, like a director or something else? Yeah, it was the hiring manager, the owner of mm-hmm. the business yep. and um, the marketing, the head of marketing. And so I was like, oh, cool, cool. Very fun. <laughs> So they were like drilling me and we talked for like an hour and a half. They'd like bring me different beers and like promote this product. Like show really? me, show me how you would do this. Was so it hard? It was for some of them. Some of them were really easy, but then they gave me one and it was their hazed and blazed beer, Okay. which obviously whenever you think of it, like <laughs> you think of marijuana. Yeah. And so I was like thinking about how to promote that on social media. And I was like, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, I'm just thinking about joints right now. <laughs> Did they like it? Yeah, I mean, they were like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of it. So and they were like, it's going to be legal in Georgia, so it's fine. There you go. Like, okay, I mean, yeah, I guess. Every interview, every recent interview that I've ever had for a job, I was always like the least experienced to ever get the job. Yeah. But I got the job every single time. That's how I'm hoping that this one's going to go is yeah. because I literally, I would tell them, I'm like, hey, if you just want to take a chance on somebody, like yep. I'm your person. Like yep. I'm going to get this stuff done. So. Take a take a leap of faith. Speaking literally. of faith, welcome to the Finding Faith podcast. I am Nick Dawson. I'm here joined with. I'm Jasmine Davidson. Nice to meet you, Jasmine. I shouldn't say meet you. I've already met you before. Yeah, we know each other. <laughs> tell me about yourself. How old are you? What do you currently do? What's What's your story right now? Um, so yeah, I'm about to turn 22. So that's exciting. Big Taylor Swift year. (laughs) Um, currently in college, I just got my associates in criminal justice and general education of art and I'm finishing up my bachelor's in creative writing and communication. So kind of like a woman of many hats, you know, I also, I'm a server at a bar Mm -hmm. at the battery. Mm -hmm. So that's so fun. And I'm an interior design intern. So, okay. So you're all over the place. How your criminal justice major, what led you to the marketing side of things honestly just social media like how much it's blown up Mm -hmm. and like it's ever-changing and so it's one of those things where it's like I want a career where I don't do the same thing every day and with social media you'd never do the same thing like trends are like totally different so I just wanted something that's gonna like grow with me do you see yourself ever going into I guess when you when you finish your, are you plan going four years? Is that is that what the plan is to get a bachelor's, or do you just want to stop after your associates? Or oh no, I next semester I'll have my bachelor's. Oh okay, perfect. Yeah. And is the plan to go into something within your major? Do you see yourself transitioning and keep on going into the whole marketing side? I think I definitely want to stay more in like the communications and the marketing aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, with the creative writing, like obviously that can go into that with like marketing, social media posts, captions, all that kind of stuff. So, how do you balance everything out? 
Um, you just, <laughs> you just wake up and live your life, pray. <laughs> you just pray you make it through the day, really. <laughs> Some, I was talking to somebody today and they were like, Nick, I see you like, you you literally told me you, you have your own clothing brand and, and now you're doing like this podcast. Like, what is your full-time job? I'm like, yeah, like I'm a technical account manager. I just like, I, I can't do nothing. I feel like right. if I'm doing nothing, then I'm just wasting time. It's so boring. Exactly. Like, I would never be someone who doesn't work. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. And I think part of it too is um, in my first episode, I talked about my fear of death. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the one thing that like, that's the only thing that terrifies me. And when we have this, this short amount of time here on this earth, like I don't want to waste any time. Like it was really eye opening. Yeah. Yeah. You want to live your life, make memories. Exactly. You don't want to have like regrets looking back. Yeah. That, and that's like though, if, if in the past, like if you talk to people or even now, if like you talk to somebody that's maybe older or whatever, you say like, what's the one thing that they regret? It's like, well, I wish I did this and I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. So that's always in the back of my mind. So I was like, all right, if, if I feel like I need to do something, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, don't think about it for sure. I mean, it's kind of like, so I don't know if you pick a word for the beginning of every year. Mm-hmm. I pick a word I want to focus on. Really? And this past year, yeah. So this past year, my word was uncomfortable. And Ooh. that's a really hard word because like no one likes to be uncomfortable. But yeah. I just wanted to be put in uncomfortable situations, like stuff I was scared of, mm-hmm. just to prove to myself that I could like do those things and that I could conquer those fears. And so that's like, you know, I moved to Atlanta <laughs> where I didn't know anybody. That's uncomfortable. When did you move here again? I moved here. So Thursday. So yesterday was my one year. Oh, OK. <laughs> yes. Yesterday was my one year in Atlanta. Mm. One year. Thursday. So, oh, you moved here in December last year. Yeah, December 15th. Dang. It's my anniversary. Oh my gosh. Congratulations on your anniversary. <laughs> Thank <That's> you. Very... <laughs> How, um, so you've been here for one year. All right. Getting uncomfortable. You started with the move. What else? Like, so I, I love the mentality of like, Hey, I'm going to focus on one thing. I'm just going to go all out on it. So, um, what did you do after that? So the, you moved to land then what was your next steps? Right. So whenever I moved to Atlanta, I did not pre-plan anything. Like I came very unprepared. Did you I like, just, did you like spin a wheel and like whatever lands I'm just no, going to go? No, literally. <laughs> I, I, so I listed five cities and I was just like, did the pros and cons and was like, okay, which of these could I move to like the fastest? Like how could I get out of Arkansas ASAP? And so I literally found a place to live on Facebook, um, packed my car and yeah. just moved, just drove yeah. nine hours. Furniture, anything like that? Um, no. So I went to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Is there I, an Ikea here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I got a lot of furniture at Ikea. Um, I got some stuff from Facebook marketplace, mm, you know, yeah. poor college student yeah, moving no. to the big city. Makes like, sense. And I didn't have a job lined up, so I kind of was job searching. I didn't have any friends here, so I was looking for community, all that, of that. That is so scary to like not even have a job lined up, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to move. Right. You just got to trust God. <laughs> How? Oh, my gosh. Did, were you worried? Well, all right. So you said at the at the beginning of the year, you have one word. Your word was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that was in December when you moved. So were you already kind of like, pre-planning everything yeah yep. so like right now i'm pre-planning my word for next year do you we're know not, it yet we're not sure <laughs> we haven't decided for a fact so i was pre-planning last year mm-hmm. um 
so yeah if anyone has any suggestions <laughs> for a word <laughs> let me know <laughs> maybe make it easier than this year yeah <laughs> a synonym a synonym for uncomfortable and then all of a sudden it's like all right where's jasmine oh she moved she went somewhere else <laughs> literally i'm, I'm sorry end i was up just... in a different country yeah. <laughs> like... i mean i was on the finding faith podcast somebody paid me and they're like hey you should move to like england or something it's like oh, oh, well, i, I guess would. i had to go a hundred percent i would definitely do that my job is remote so sometimes i think about it, i'm like i could probably go somewhere else if i really wanted to and then just change my time i mean i could technically yeah. i don't know if i ever would but yeah, definitely something that is possible. Um, you you mentioned community. So, I mean, I moved here too recently. So mm-hmm. I was in Colorado um, and I was only in Colorado for a couple of months. Before that, I was in Indianapolis. And I was in Indianapolis because that's my current job. That's where I was stationed. I got promoted. I got a different job, became the TAM, um, technical account manager. Let's me work remotely because I'm, I'm not necessarily tied to a, a specific location. I decided, well, I love hiking. Um, Colorado is sunny. I like sunny and I like hiking. I like mountains. Let's just go to Colorado. I didn't really plan it. It was kind of, it's kind of a leap of faith, but it was, it was ironic too, because like everything was telling me not to do it, but I just did it anyway. And then sure enough, yeah, bit me in the butt after that. Um, you need to listen to that discernment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am so bad. It, it's crazy too. Cause it's like, I know like probably what I'm supposed to do, but sometimes I'm like, try to take things into my own hands versus like just trusting what right. I, what is like telling me to do something. I go against it and like bites me. And it's so ironic though, too, because I feel like every time that that did happen, where it was like, I knew that I shouldn't do something. I did it anyway. I, I reaped like the, the consequences of it. But once I like made the decision, like, okay, you know what, what am I supposed to do? Help me out. Instantly goes away. Yeah. Instantly goes away. Like I was in a really bad situation in Colorado where like, yeah, I just had like a roommate. Um, and, and I was worried about like, am I going to be able to break this lease? Like, are, are we both going to be able to be taken care of? Cause like, I didn't want to screw them over either. So like, um, at like the last second, everything was able to get closed. We got everything approved or whatever. So I was able to just leave, come to Atlanta, come to where my sister currently is. Um, and her husband, his family is all here. My parents ended up just moving here from Chicago. So like everybody's here now. Um, and I, when it comes to like community and when it comes to, um, like I, you mentioned like finding friends, like I barely have any friends here. I think you were like my first friend to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, You're like my first friend. Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I was one of the first guests on the podcast. Wow, yeah. Full circle moment. So thankful. So grateful. Um, it, it is a, it is a different feeling when you move somewhere completely different. You don't know anybody. Um, what helped you? Like you, you mentioned community. So like, what were your first steps in like getting to that community? Yeah, so communities, obviously, especially as, like, a 20-something, like, it's hard to, Mm -hmm. like, go out and find a complete new group of friends. Um, But I would say, like, I wanted to be really intentional with it, and I knew that if I didn't act on it, like, I would end up isolating myself, and that's obviously not what you want whenever you move nine hours away from everyone you know. Yeah. Um, So I signed up to go to this gym because of their community because Mm. it was like an invite only private gym or whatever and I knew that that would be good like networking and everything Mm -hmm. so three days after I moved here I went to this gym 
Um, did you know about it beforehand or what, did you just find it? I found it on Instagram Okay. Um, because a celebrity posted there. <laughs> and then I thought it was in my only. So I just took the risk and I was like, hey, I'm going to just DM them, just email them be like, hey, like, do you have any openings? I just moved here. And the dude was so cool. Like, I still love him to death. Like, he got me connected. He, like, welcomed me, gave me a discount since I was new because he knew I needed help networking and everything. So I met some really good people through there. And then four days after I moved here, I decided to go to Passion City. Yeah? Yeah. And In Cumberland? So, no, I went to the 515. Oh, you went to the 515. Yeah, because I, I used to live in Buckhead. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And so whenever I lived in Buckhead. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. So what, what brought you to Passion City? Like, was it just like, did somebody tell you about it? Or did you just find it? Did you just look it up? How'd that happen? So I've known of Passion City for a long time. I really? used to do like church internships and stuff. And like, they're a big church. So like, really? they're, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that they're no. like. Totally clueless. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're a big church. Okay. Um, they're well known and they have passion conferences every year. Oh, uh, passion. It was like passion 2022 and stuff. Yeah. Like Tim Tebow was on right. and things like, okay, right, okay. Right, yeah. Right. I found that out after I started going. <laughs> Yeah, so they do that, um, and I already had tickets to go to that, and all my friends were coming from, like, Arkansas to come with me. No way. Yeah, and so oh my gosh. I was like, okay, well, I'll check out Passion City Church before I go to Passion Conference, and I went, and my first Sunday there was really awkward. I'm not going to lie. I didn't talk to anybody because, I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, get over the whole comfort zone situation, and that's just not normal for me yeah. to just go up to a random person and be like, hey, I'm new here. So weird. Let me tell you about my life. Yes. <laughs> And so um, I didn't talk to anybody that first Sunday, mm-hmm. but then I saw that they were doing like a young adults hangout type situation. And I was like, okay, that could be more comfortable. They're all going to be people my age. Was that in Cumberland or 515 still? That was a 515. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I went to their little young adults thing. I connected with one of the girls on Instagram and she kind of like got me connected with like a family group that they have. And so that's how I made a lot of my first friends whenever I moved here was through family group. And then after doing family group, I was like, oh, this isn't enough. Like, I want more community. I want, like, stronger friendships. When was this? That was probably, I would say, like, March. Okay. Yeah. And so it was, like, March whenever I had, like, a solid foundation with them at least. And then... So going to 515? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then... I was kind of like, I want more. And that's whenever they were announcing their like summer cruise for young adults. Summer cruise? Summer cruise. Like yeah. a ship? <laughs> no. Oh. Like C R E W S. Like cruise. <laughs> we're not going on a boat. <laughs> Passion's not taking us to the Bahamas. <laughs> Um, but they announced their summer cruise and me and one of my good friends, Katie from Mm -hmm. family group, we were like, Hey, what if we like led one? What if we had like a game night crew? Um, and we were kind of, you know, just spitballing, kind of just making jokes about it. We weren't serious really, but then like the more we considered it, we were like, Hey, maybe, you know? And so we asked someone else to help us with it because we were like, we're not going to be able to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to be here every week, blah, 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 whatever it is. And so we got some co-leaders and then we just signed up and had our little meetings to see how to like lead one or whatever. And I still didn't know anyone really at this church. So I was like, there's going to be 10 people sign up in this group. Like, it's going to be, you know, I'll meet 10 new friends. Yeah. And then 
literally the first week we had like 80 people no in our group me. way like 80 people it was insane i think we like capped at 95 i think that was like our highest where number. where did you guys meet or so, like meet up so they not everyone came to every single one of them obviously mm-hmm. like it's summer people are traveling mm-hmm. so we did one at some bird like new realm um we did one there we did one at like piedmont park that one was like a really good one. Like outside? Yeah, okay. outside. So we had like the little can jam games, like cornhole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had cornhole. We had a bunch of board games, brought blankets and stuff, brought waters because it was summer and it's hot. <laughs> um, but I met some really good people through that. Like people I wouldn't have met at all before. I we think did one at Punchbowl, actually. Really? Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about because um, I think we were talking one time. I was like, I don't know how to meet people. And you're like, oh, do one of these things. So I tried doing yeah. it. The person never responded to me. <laughs> so oh, I no. that just never went through all the way. But Oh, no. That, you should have came to one of the summer cruises I did. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you should have done. Do we know each other in the summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my I bad. don't remember whenever we met. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how long we've known each um, other. Oh my, that's that's so crazy is, is that something that you still do or is that just a summer thing no it's definitely just a summer thing i do not have time to do that right now um we do have one of our friends jordan took it over kind of to continue it after mm. the summer mm. so jordan hosts hangouts every once in a while i just went to one that he had at like round one and it's still you're meeting totally different people that you never even knew went to passion is round one the like the arcade thing by Carmelin mall yeah okay okay it's pretty fun i haven't been there but i've seen it before that's my first time there they had like the mini bowling and really it was a good time oh uh, duck uh, duck pin bowling is that what yes. it's called yes <laughs> Uh, another thing that I'm a big fan of is uh, uh, Putt Shack, and there's one in... Oh, I love Putt Shack. Yep. Putt Shack is so fun. There's one in Atlanta, and then they opened one up when I, I was temporarily, when I was waiting for my house in Colorado to, to get set up, um, I spent a little bit of time with my parents in Chicago, and they just opened up a Putt Shack right when I got there, and I was so pumped, because I was like, I just experienced this in Atlanta, and now I get to experience it again. It was great. Did you know there was a punch bowl in Chicago? Yeah. I didn't know that until yeah. the other day. So I used to be a scientific recruiter um, and we had like, um, like they would go hard. Like I'm never going to do recruiting again. Uh, but like they were like, they loved to go out. They, they, we worked hard and then it was like a whole other side. Um, but we had one of our like get togethers at Punchbowl Social and they like rented out the entire like area. And we just Dude, like, yeah, I yeah. had someone do that here the other day and we had a complete buyout. Crazy. It was the day that you were going to come. Yeah. I dinner. was like, oh, I'm going to come get a burger. Yeah, and you're you like, no, nah, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come get dinner. And I was like, don't come. Don't do it. <laughs> um, so when you were at 515, when, when you went to Buckhead, um, like when you moved to Buckhead, did you do that intentionally with the fact that you knew that there was a passion city around there or was that yeah. completely okay? I was, I was pretty strategic because I didn't know where my job was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to at least be close to the church, which is kind of funny because I did that whenever I went to 515. But whenever I moved to this area, I had no idea that Cumberland was right next to me. I had me. no idea. I literally was like, how did I move from one church to the other location? So like, one of my one of my good friends from Kentucky, his name um, is Jonathan. So he... He's the dentist. And basically what happened was I basically told him like, Hey, like I just moved to Atlanta. Like I want to go into a church, but like, I don't know anything here. Like I am so clueless. Um, and, and like my sister, when she does go to church, it's like a Catholic church. And, um, mm-hmm. um, so like I was just, I had no idea what to do. And he's the one that recommended, he was like, Hey, check out passion city. Um, uh, he's, he, he apparently has been here before or whatever. Um, so he knew of it. He said like, 
great people that speak or whatever, great speakers, great vibe. Like I think you would resonate with it well. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out this passion city place. I had no idea there's multiple ones. I'm like, Oh, there's one 15 minutes away from me. Cause I was living with my sister at the time, yeah. tried it out. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is pretty dope. Like this is legit. Yeah. It's the real thing. Yeah. For sure. I was completely there. Uh, I did a couple, it was a couple months months ago, I think a month or two ago, um, they had like a core class and yeah. you know, the, the, like the young adults thing that you're talking about, they were doing it at the, at the exact same time. So I know what you're, I know what I think you're talking about. I was about. probably there. Maybe. I don't know. Was it, why are you always a passion and don't tell me whenever I don't I'm know. I'm, I'm introverted and I keep to myself and I don't, I don't know. I need to get better at that. We've literally went to church together. I know we did. <laughs> I know. And then we, we literally apparently go, go to the same church at the exact same time. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm so clueless about everything. I literally like go in, take a seat on the right side or, or take a seat in the back. I don't, I'm so clueless. And like, oh my gosh. So every time I go to church, I, one, I, I told you this before, I, um, I don't know, like any of the songs that they do. And every time yeah. there is a song that I know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the song. And I sing it like as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but I like after after a song goes, I I like quickly like Google search. I'm like, okay, what is this? Screenshot the name of it or whatever. Not like, the Shazam during yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get that down. And then when when whoever's speaking like the sermon, when they talk, like I'm just zoned in. Right. And and I take every because I mean I even I mean I was I was raised into God and I was raised into the church my entire life, but um, I really never seeked it. I never like read the Bible. I never yeah, like paid it wasn't attention. Personal, for exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so now like every time every time someone speaks about it, like I'm zoned in. I, I just want to sponge as much information as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um and I, I basically go in with the intention of every sermon of like, I'm going to learn something today. Like they're speaking. They're like, oh, you know, the Bible verse, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know no, it, but now exactly. people be like, everyone's heard this one. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> how did, how did your relationship with God begin? How, what, was it something you were also raised into? Was it something you saw it on your own? Like, how did that start? So I was like kind of raised in church, like my mom went to church, but my dad didn't. So it's not like it was completely forced or anything on me. Um, But we went to like a small Methodist church. And so like I wasn't interested in anything that they had to say Um, just because none of it like resonated with me, like none of it was personal. And so I didn't necessarily follow God until I was probably about like, 15 my mom decided to switch churches and we went this one sunday it was a summer sunday this is important okay um we went to this church i didn't know like anyone there and literally they started talking during like the welcoming and stuff they were like hey we're sending our youth to oklahoma tomorrow to go to a summer camp and so we just really need you guys to be praying for them over this week and then after the service, my mom finds the youth pastor and it's like, is there any way my daughter can get on the bus to go to Oklahoma tomorrow? And so they put me on a bus <laughs> and they just <laughs> shipped me off to Oklahoma for the week with all these people like I didn't know. And like some of them I did and like they didn't like me because it was like we're from like a small high yeah. school, you know, we were 14 years old. Did you know the girls like beforehand? Not really. Okay. No. Okay. Mm-mm. 
And so my mom shipped me off to church camp, <laughs> but it was like, it was good. Like that was the first time that I had like actually felt like what God's presence feels like. Really? And so, I mean, I didn't make a lot of friends that week, but I actually got to like experience like the intimacy of God, which was really good. And so we kept going to that church. Did um, something happen? Like what made you feel like, like you experienced Dude, I got that. wrecked. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. I was like just enjoying my day. Yeah. And it was like, they started singing worship. Next thing you know, I'm like bawling my eyes Really? Out. I'm like, what is going on? They were talking about, I think the message was about like how perfect of a father God is. And like just giving all these like attributes and stuff. And so I don't know. I just never seen like an example of someone like so holy, so perfect. Obviously, none of us have seen an example right. of someone so holy <laughs> and so perfect. And so just whenever they're talking about that, like I'm like wrecked completely. And so I'm like bawling my eyes out during worship. And I just kept going to church, but I wasn't, I was only like halfway in. Like I had like one foot in the door. And then part of me was like, I don't really know if I believe that. Were you baptized as a child? Um, I went, since I was Methodist, we had to do like, um, like a little conference type thing. I don't mm -hmm. remember what it's called, mm -hmm. but so we all had to get baptized, but we're, yep. we get sprinkled because really? we're Methodist. Yeah. We okay. don't submerge, just a little sprinkle. And that's it then when you're Methodist? Oh, confirmation class. That's what it's called. Yep, yeah. I, I so, did that too. <laughs> yeah. So you go through confirmation class, which was basically just a weekend in the woods. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. It was like a weekend in the woods, like full of fasting and prayer and whatever. And then you get sprinkled on Sunday all together. And how old are you when that happens? Like 11, 10. Okay. I was young for sure. Okay. Yeah. So I did that, but I got rebaptized whenever I was 18. Okay. So so you start going to this church when you're 15. And the, the church that you resonated with was the new church that your mom took you to, right? Yeah. Well, so it was the church camp that they took us to. Church camp. Yes. Okay. And so that's whenever I was finally like, okay, I kind of understand. Like, I see why people follow, but like, I'm still not all the way convinced. I'm not all the way in. Mm -hmm. And so I was still living my life like any typical high schooler would, mm -hmm. um, not making good decisions. And I just kind of that, like the next year I went through like a breakup and I was kind of like, I want to get out of Arkansas. Yeah. So what do I do? I signed up to intern at this church camp that I had felt God at the year before. Really? Yeah. So I spent the next summer at this church camp, like completely, honestly, it was like really, really good, really beneficial for me. I made some of the best friends that like I still keep in contact with to this day, mm -hmm. but it was the hardest work I've ever done in my entire life. Like I had no sleep the entire summer, like during a youth camp. No, I How long does it last? Use. Well, it's like, it was six weeks. Yeah. And it's pretty much you wake up at 7 a.m. and you don't get done to tear down until like 4 a.m. Oh my god! So gosh. you're getting no like three, four hours of sleep for six weeks straight. And you're committing like your almost your entire summer. Right, and it's like you're not getting paid. Yeah. Like you're paying them. You were 16 at the time or 17? Yeah, so I did it whenever I was 16, and then I did it again whenever I was 17. No, wait, I was 17 and then 18. I think. Okay, 17 and 18. Yeah. And so I did it both of those years. And then that's whenever I was kind of like, okay, like I'm in, like I'm in. I was going to go to like seminary. Mm -hmm. I was going to get, they had a college there yeah. through Southeastern. And I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be a full-time minister. Southeastern, is that in Arkansas? Southeastern, I think it's in Florida. 
Okay. I think okay. the main camp. They have a lot of different like campuses and stuff. Gotcha. I think the main one's in Lakeland, Florida, but I could be wrong. The name so. actually sounds familiar. Is it a Methodist church or is it just like non-denominational or not church? Um, like I think it's non-denominational. Okay. Okay. But I could also be wrong. Don't uh, quote I have me. no idea. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Don't quote me on this. So then what happened? So like you thought you're going to be a pastor and then. Right. Right. So, um. It's my senior year of high school. I'm okay. like, okay, I'm going to be a pastor. Like, mm-hmm. completely changed my life around. Like, stopped partying, stopped doing all that kind of stuff. I was, like, fully honed in on, like, this is Jesus. Um, and, yeah, then college decisions were coming around. And my dad, he was kind of like, hey, like, I have a lot of discernment about this. Like, it's just not smart. And, like, at the time, I was kind of like, my dad doesn't go to church. What does he know? Right. You know, I'm like, he doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does a lot of research. <laughs> So he was just like, for the money that they're charging, go here to your actual education, all this kind of stuff. He was just giving me all these like pros, cons, blah, blah, blah. He was like, you can go to the different Christian college. Like, I don't care if you go to a Christian college. I just feel off about this one. About Southeastern? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Um, decided to go, decided to go to UCA, which is the University of Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled my scholarship on my last day of high school. Wait, Why? Because they ran out of scholarship funds. So they pulled my scholarship on my last day of high school. So then I'm like, where do you go from here? Like, literally, where do you go? And so I'm like struggling to pick a college. You know, it's the summer before I'm supposed to start. And I just decided to stay in my hometown. I was like, okay, I'll do like two years at Arkansas Tech. And Mm -hmm. then I'll just transfer somewhere else or whatever. But the first year, my freshman year of college, that call the Southeastern, yeah. they shut down because of very unbiblical practices, like a huge church scandal. So your father, who isn't necessarily someone that subscribes to church, just had this he gut had feeling. This discernment. Oh my gosh. For me to not go, like they literally, no one got their money back. Like they shut down. Like it was bad. And it would have been my freshman year of college there. And like, then what do you do? Like, what do you do whenever your college just shuts down for a huge scandal? Yeah. Your, your college shuts down. So not only do you not know where you're going to go to college now, but also like they probably take a portion, like that money is gone. That, that initial money is gone. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So that was a time in my life, um, that I like really struggled with it because like in my mind, I'm like, this is where I built my foundation. Like, this is what I thought being a Christian was. Mm -hmm. This is literally my entire reason I have a relationship with Jesus. And I'm finding out it's all a lie. Like, everything's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm going through, like, this, I guess, quarter-life crisis, if you will. Yes. Where I am like, what if everything I know is completely wrong? Is all a lie. Like, how do I know that this, like is true this sounds so familiar (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i really resonate with your story um so yeah then it was kind of just me doing my own research you know just spending my quiet time with god i was still kind of working at a church at the time Mm. same church or Um, a different church i worked at my the my home church in arkansas okay so i was still working at a church at the time and so i was just kind of using that to process my emotions and to like ask the hard questions like I asked my pastor so many hard questions because I was like I don't want to be fully in if this is like not a real thing yes but as I got older I kind of realized like even if 
like Christianity was all wrong in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Am I, like I'm not wasting my life by no. being a good person, by showing people the love of Christ. Like I'm not wasting my life doing that. Mm-hmm. So I decided to stick with it. I decided to continue to follow Jesus. One of the things, so I made promises to myself when I was going through that difficult time. Uh, something I, t- I said something clicked one night and it sparked me to write these things down. That's when the other person sent me this DM with, with this post or, and whatnot. But um, one thing that I promised was I'm going to, for, for X amount of time, I'm going to treat everything as if Christ existed, treated everything as if this was a real thing and kind of just go from there. And the reason why was because I kind of got this feeling like, Hey, if I, if I commit fully into this, if I give this like a chance entirely, like, let's just see what happens. Right. Um, and by doing You're that, not losing anything exactly. It, it, it's, it's so crazy too, because when you do that, when you, when you commit to this, it's like, okay, well this, for whatever reason, when I hold this book, like something feels different about it for whatever reason, when I go into these sermons, like, why does it feel like this is so important? Um, and then when you start practicing, what it is that they are telling, telling you about it? I mean, it, self-help books, when you, when you really look down at self-help books, the majority of what's inside of those books just come it's straight biblical. from the Bible. Exactly. Almost all of them are biblical. Exactly. And, and I, and this book was written like thousands of years ago. So explain to me why we have these new books now. And I mean, we're supposed to be advancing yet the, the, the best information that we could possibly get was written thousands of years ago from people that don't exist anymore. Oh, 100%. Um, and by, by doing this, by following these words, by, by like how you said, just investing and seeing what happens. It's like, why is my life getting so much better right now? Yeah. It's easier. You have so much more peace. Like that was the biggest thing for me is once I like decided to fully go in, I had peace on situations that I knew would ruin me. They would have ruined me if I didn't have Jesus, like a hundred percent. I went through my best friend died. My, one of my exes died. My two of my grandmas died. Like my coach died. Like, but I had so much peace still in it. And like, I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for like a firm foundation in Jesus. What? So the, the whole college thing happened. You spent time with your, with your pastor. You asked him hard questions. And I think that's awesome. Honestly, like one, one of my goals um, with this is there's two people that I want to talk to from passion in particular. One is Grant Patrick. And the reason why is because, He's dope. yeah, when, uh, when That'd I did, right. When I did that core class, well, I had one of these and maybe it's easy for other people, but it was really hard for me to, to comprehend. Yeah. Um, and the question that I had for him when he was speaking inside that core class, I went up to him and I said, Hey, um, like, th- first of all, uh, I'm not even, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to ask you these questions or whatever. It was like during a break or whatever. Right. But I was like, I don't understand. Like, why did Jesus need to die for us just for us to get to heaven? I'm like, I, I don't understand why this was like such an impactful thing. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why do you have to do this? Like, God, if, if God wants us to go to heaven, why didn't he just like bring us to heaven? Why did he have to sacrifice somebody for us? And he's like, well, the reason why is because the wages of sin is death. And like, apparently that's like something that's so obvious and everybody knows that, but I, like, I didn't understand that. So he's like, so by, by him doing that, he basically yeah. like paid the price for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the other day you might've been there because apparently we go to church at the exact same time, but, uh, pastor Louis, Louis Giglio, he said in when we were talking, he was talking about getting people to invest in, in the translation of the Bible. Um, and, and I told you, I saw it, um, or not told you, but 
in my first episode, I mentioned that I saw an angel when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and something that he said that like, just hit me was like, and I don't even know if he like, he said so like nonchalantly, like, I don't even think that he understood that it was going to have an impact on some people. But one thing that he said was he saw Jesus one time and I like my jaw dropped. I'm like, I need to talk to this person. Like, I want to get his story on this. Like, I want to know like what happened because the conviction that he had when he said it was just mind blowing. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back to you though, when you, when you were talking to this pastor, when you're trying to figure everything out because of what happened previously, like what, how did that process go? Like, what was your, was your transition into it? Like, how did, how did you get full in again? So I still had always, like, even whenever I was questioning, I still always had my foundation with Jesus. Like, okay. I always just went back to like, no, there has to be. Like, there's not a way that this world is just here. It doesn't and, make sense. Yeah, like, it doesn't make any sense. And so I was like, this is like an intentionally set world. Like, something has to be uh, like in charge of this. It's too perfect. Oh, for sure. And so... um I was just kind of like, my foundation was Jesus, but I was like questioning. And I don't know, man, like for some reason, like I've just seen too many miracles. There's too many yep. things that have gone my way that have gone right whenever they shouldn't. Anything in particular that comes to mind? Um, I would say honestly, just everything. Like think about me moving to Atlanta. <laughs> like I moved here. I was supposed to stay here for six months. And really? I've been here for over a year now. Yeah, like this was definitely God. There's just so many things like, opportunities that'll come my way that I'm like God has to be real like I have no doubt in my mind I, I resonate with that completely um there's like I said there there's just something there's a reason why you feel a certain way when when you're either in church what when you just fully commit um and I think I think the whole point of this podcast too is like, I am also using this for myself because by, by interviewing other people, by talking to other people about their beliefs and like their stories, like you truly see how God works in different ways. You truly oh, see. Yeah, exactly. And how he's molding someone else's story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's. It, it's crazy too. Like I, I'm not sure like what's supposed to happen in my life, but it's like people always say like, trust God, like trust. And, and, and oh, here's another thing. So the, our father. Okay. So the, our father, which I used to say in Catholic church every single day that I would go to church and I would never understand what any of it meant. But one thing that he says, so um, our father who are in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. I never knew what that meant. I know that's in heaven. Right. right? Uh, Pastor Louis actually did like, I think like three, um, like three different, uh, sermons on it. Like he literally just talked about this, but yeah. like, um, I, I was watching like a YouTube video, um, and, and one of the dudes brought up, he's like, I don't necessarily, when I pray, I don't necessarily pray for like, God to give me this God to give me that. He's like, I ask, excuse me, my voice cracked. Um, I, he says like, I ask for God, whatever it is that he wants me to do that in this stuff, life. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I wrote something about that. Really? I want to read it. Oh, please I do. I wrote about it literally like two days ago. No way. Quiet time I was doing. Yeah. It was about like obedience and your next step and everything. 
kind of funny that you brought that up. Okay, so I said that obedience is a difference between a believer of Jesus and a follower of Jesus. Mm. So lately, God has been showing me what true obedience looks like. He's been showing me how far pure obedience can get me and showing me how far it has already gotten me. But here's the thing, obedience, that's the difference. Like if you're actually being obedient and a believer in Jesus acknowledges obedience, but they don't always act upon it. Yes. There are different ways of disobedience, which a lot of people I don't think they understand is like being obedient is just being obedient. Late obedience, still disobedience because God wanted you to do something right then and At there. that time. And so Dang, delayed obedience is still disobedient because he's wanting you to act upon something. And if you're being like, no, I'll do it later. Like you're being disobedient. It's yes. that simple. And so, I mean, obviously, like I wasn't trying to call anyone out. Like this is something that I struggle with all the time. Oh, absolutely. All the time I struggle with it. But we just kind of have to strive. Like instead of just being a believer of Jesus, we have to actually like learn to follow him because that unlocks God's will in our life. And not during the times that we want to do it. Right. There's a difference right, between saying right. like, yeah, there's a difference between saying like, oh, well. I am gonna, like, I need Jesus to help me with this. I need God to help me with this. So now I'm going to be obedient. It's like, no, like you, you have to be obedient. Like you have to practice this. Like you have to, it, one thing that we constantly talk about in church is like, you want to be more Christ-like, like you can't just do it sometimes. Like you, you guys try to do it all the time. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, one thing that I think that's really hard is that everyone thinks that they have to know God's plan for your life. Mm. Um, I know I struggle with it all the time. I'm like, what is God calling me to do? But it's not like worrying about the whole plan. He's not going to give you your entire life plan right now. He's not like God is not making you an Excel spreadsheet of your timeline of your life. Like he's just going to start and he's going to give you that next step that you're going to take. And whenever you're actually obedient in that step, he'll give you the next one. And maybe you're not content in the season that you're in and you're not ready for the next step. So he's going to hold off. And then whenever you're in that time, I mean, use it as like time to just look how far you came. Yes. Like, look back, see how many steps he's brought you through. That's yeah. so powerful. When I, so beyond doubt, like the, the whole clothing brand, um, I want to do this around the same time last year, right? And it was this slow process. And I remember back in January, February, right before I moved, I, I didn't know I was going to move to Atlanta. I thought I was going to stay in Colorado. Um, Wait, you moved in January? February. February. February is when I first like made the trip down to here. When did we become friends? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say I want to say like April or May. Um, maybe I don't know. Um, so I was I was in Colorado. I bought a heat press. I bought a vinyl cutter. I bought a, like a hat press. I bought all these different things. So I'm like, this is what I need. Like, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, uh, I'm just gonna start this, and everything's gonna be great. And it was such a struggle. Um, I. Did, uh, there were so many things that like I thought that I would just be able to do right away and I just couldn't do them. Um, the quality of things was not what I was looking for. Like I had this vision in my mind and as I was doing these things, it was like nothing that was like nothing that I had in my mind was actually happening. And right before I moved, I was like, I'm, I'm going to make this live. I'm going to start selling things like this is going to happen. Um, and obviously when I have to pay to go from Colorado to Atlanta, um, and I'm still paying cause I'm, I'm helping on my previous roommate. So I'm like paying for their rent right now, essentially, um, moving everything over, getting storage facility, all these different things. Like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So from February to June ish, um, 
I, I just wasn't doing what I said I was going to do. And it was like bothering me. So I'm like, I, I feel like I need to do this, but like for whatever reason, like it just doesn't feel like the right time. And then come the summer, all of a sudden, like, I mean, I went from like not being able to figure things out. I, I've completely transitioned how I wanted to do things. Um, and I, things just start clicking. Um, and then with this podcast, like I, I, when, when I first like wanted to, um, buy this equipment and, and start doing things, it was more because like, I, I mean, I just, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do with it, but it, I did not think that I was ever going to do this. Yeah. And it literally took that, that weird, that crazy, it, and it, things happen for different reasons. And I think now I'm understanding why everything happened, but it took me going to my lowest point. It took me to like, literally over, like questioning everything, questioning yeah. everything, driving up to Indianapolis, not knowing what's supposed to happen. I was bawling. I like, I, it was the worst feeling I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, and I go into church and I, the, the pastor's talking and I just couldn't get over this. Like it, it was almost, you know how your mind races sometimes and you start thinking about a lot of different things. Yeah. It felt like someone was talking to me and an hour and a half's worth of conversation zoned into 10 seconds. And in that 10 seconds, it was start this. Mm -hmm. Um, so going to your point about sometimes like. Like you don't, God doesn't necessarily give you what he wants from you right away. Like there, there, sometimes there is a process. You can just kind of like trust in him and go with it. Like 100%. I would not have done it heck a year ago. If, if, if I was like given like what I know now, like it wouldn't have made sense to me. Like none of it would have made sense to me. And sometimes it takes like just trusting it and waiting and listening to that voice that you might hear sometimes or just trusting that instinct, whatever it is inside of you that is telling you like, Hey, maybe like just hold off really quick. Like, Hey, I got you covered, but this isn't the time right now. Trusting that could kind of go a long way. Yeah. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned whenever like in my relationship with Jesus is the power of just sitting still mm. because so often we want to like go to the next thing. I'm the we, most impatient person you'll yeah, ever meet. Like I mean, I work three jobs, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I never want to sit still, Right. but just like sitting still, like in the presence of your father, like, and just enjoying like the moment that you're currently in. Mm not trying to race anything. And I think that's whenever you really like understand the fulfillment that comes with it. So what, what are next steps for you? Um, what, is, what are goals for you? Not necessarily like, is there something that you, that you personally want to work on? Or is there something that personally that you want to strengthen? Like what, what are you looking to do right now? Um, so right now I would definitely say, obviously like I'm getting into my real career era. Yeah. So Congratulations. That's exciting. It is Thank exciting. Thank you. Um, but just, I think more like with all this free time that I'm going to have from not working three jobs, I want to like actually get more involved, like start serving again. Like I used to be on staff at a church and now it's like, I just go on Sundays. And so I want to start serving again, just kind of doing like more outreach stuff. What does serving mean? Like serving in the church, like one of the, our door holders. Oh, okay. So yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. And so preferably in like the creative aspect, but okay. you know, whatever, wherever God wherever wants they need me, you. whenever, wherever God wants me, you know, <laughs> I'll do whatever. Um, so I would say that I really want to do more outreach. Um, I'm heartbroken by the homeless like population in Atlanta. Like yeah. it is so sad driving to work all the time, especially with how cold it is. Mm. So I definitely want to find a way to get more into outreach. 
Um, so I've been brainstorming about that. So that's really what's on my horizon right now. Graduate in six months. Congratulations. So that's exciting. Thank yeah. you. No more, no more school. You don't have to worry about that again. So not only are you not going to be working three jobs anymore, you're also going to not have to worry about juggling your really? education part as well with that. I'm going to have so much free time. What are you going to, yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, you're going to start making your own podcast like me. You're going to start making all these brand stuff like I me can't too. I <laughs> That was, I mean, that was one of the things that was like, I, I just, it didn't make sense for me to, to just have like a nine to five job. And that was it. It was like, no, I got to do more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely don't think I could just do like, a, like you have, how, I don't else know. Would you occupy your time. I, I don't like know. what else do you do? Like, you can only watch so much TV. Exactly. I can only watch so much in like right. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand what else I'm supposed to do. Well, maybe next time, next Sunday, whatever it is, 11.45, I'll be there. You'll probably be there. We should probably go together. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, Jasmine, thank you so much for being on this. I really do of appreciate course. it. I'm honored that you had me on here. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Finding Faith, a podcast dedicated to providing reason for faith in Christ with Nick Dawson and guest speaker Jasmine Davidson. Take it easy.